Welcome back to another round of Fear Itself. We are at episode three, The Family Man. Uh, directed by Ronnie Yu, written by Daniel Knuff. Knuff. I don't know how to say his name, but he's the guy who did Carnival, a show which changed the way I watch TV. Oh, I've never seen it. Yeah. Um, Carnival came out when I was in college, and it was exactly what I thought I wanted. Because it was, I mean, aside from it being Clancy Brown and this very good cast, it was about, like, 1930s carnivals and, like, all of this stuff that at the time, for just random college reasons, I was really into. So I was so excited about it, and I watched it. Every week I would watch it, and every week I would say, is anything going to happen on this fucking show? And I remember my roommate saying, has anything happened yet? After, like, six episodes, I'm like, no. She's like, why are you still watching? I'm like, because it has to eventually, right? And I don't think it ever did. Um, And ever since then, I have not started with a new show. Like, most of the time, when a new show comes on that looks like it might might be good, might not be good, might might drag you along, might not. I've been like, I'll wait to hear if it gets a season two. Like, I'll wait to hear if everybody talks about Lost. Then maybe I'll like catch reruns of it, and then I'll, I'll then I'll follow it live from then on. Um, so yeah, I I I don't know. I know there are people that adore Carnival. Um, it made me angry because it felt like a waste of so many things. But that's not what we're necessarily here to talk about. That was a long diversion on Carnival. Which, which is fine. I mean, I've never seen it, and now maybe I don't ever need to. I don't, I don't think you should, but again, other people might vouch for it, so listen to them as well. Okay. Now we should talk about the director, Ronnie Yu. Yeah, that's exciting. Uh, well, less so the Freddy vs. Jason and more the Bride of Chucky. Well, so <laughs> Freddy vs. Jason, I have a weird... I will say one thing about Freddy vs. Jason... I have never had as much fun in a movie theater as when I saw Freddy vs. Jason on a crowded Friday night where everybody there was drinking. But, and I still think it's a really fun movie. I still will watch it when it's on. But I will also concede that there is a lot of really poorly aged material in that movie. Yeah, I I saw it, obviously, in the theater. I mean, the, when it came out, of course I did. Um there were a couple gags I remember liking, but overall it was very, I felt mean spirited and yeah. I didn't, I'm one of those that'll be like, that's not how Jason would act. <laughs> I am one of those. And, um, and I, and I, I apologize because I am as annoyed by me as other people might be, but like, no, I felt a... like the character, the no. characterizations were wrong. And at, after a while, it just felt like Freddie is tormenting this poor guy. And I'm like, what is this movie <laughs> supposed to be? Uh, I don't know. I don't know. It's I don't love it, but like maybe if I watched it now, I'd be more forgiven. I don't think of you. It. And I think it's the reverse. I think if you watch it now, um, the Faculty of Horror uh, podcast, which everybody should listen to if you don't, uh, did a really interesting episode. I don't remember who was on it or if they just talked a lot about the movie on the episode. And it was one of those like, oh yeah, I forgot how <laughs> it's very broy. Um, there's aspects to it that like Catherine Isabel is pretty well known for being very adamant about not doing nudity and when she did that movie she initially wanted a different part and they're like no no you're gonna be this part and she's great in it um and like the day of her nude like she has a nude scene to which she wasn't doing she's like i'm not doing this i said this from the beginning and they're like okay we'll have a body double but are you sure you don't want to do it and she was like no and like she's always spoken very like sourly of that that she felt like she was kind of mistreated in that way. And I mean, she's mm. not, it's a body double, 
but that like the filmmakers were still still trying to get around this the day of filming um so there's just things like that that make it like i don't know and there, there's the kelly Rowland using like the f word um which is again like it was 2008 like that wasn't that long ago like we knew not to say that like it's it's not you know so there's that but um you know so uh, ronnie you also did bride of chucky uh, which i love of course i do too <laughs> I think for I you, do. that's your favorite of, of the Chuckies, right? Bride is my favorite. Seed is probably a, a close second. Yeah, I know a lot of people favorite. prefer Seed over yes, Bride. Yeah, I do. And, and Seed is great. I like Seed a lot. There's just, um, there's so much Tiffany stuff in Bride that is just <sighs> iconic for me. Oh, yes. Oh, my God. I love her so, I love that movie so much. That you. is a movie that I could put on at any time yeah and be like this is exactly what i'm in the mood for i'm in the mood for that movie constantly yeah no no i i am not going to argue any point on that i um i said freddie versus jason was the most fun i had in the theater bride of chucky it is very possible that that's like number two or three because seed of chucky <laughs> might be two because i remember distinctly going to see seed of chucky at like 9 a.m and i was one of the only ones in the theater but bride of chucky i remember because it came out when i was in high school and um, going to see it with my friends who knew nothing really about Chucky. And so to sit there watching that where I am just giggling and screaming and in, in heaven. And my friends are like, what the hell did you make us watch? <laughs> yeah. I mean, it is pretty. It's a pretty strange movie. In the all best things considered. Yeah, for sure. But this right. is not those. No. Um, <laughs> had you seen this before? If I did, I forgot. I have no okay. memory of this. All right, so um, for everybody to know, we are going to spoil this episode. Uh, it is a body swap, so if you like body swap, I think it's up your alley. Um, let's go into the plot of it. Okay, um, so I think the IMDb synopsis is pretty good. A prisoner must protect his family when he inadvertently switches bodies with a serial killer after a near-death experience. Mm-hmm. Um, Very that's simple. pretty... Yeah, I mean, it's, it's not super... It, it, what I will say about it plot-wise is it's really high concept, but it, it stays grounded, mm-hmm. so it doesn't feel like high concept. So it really is just like a dude gets in a car crash, and he, Colin Ferguson is this dude, yes. uh, <laughs> gets in a car crash, and he ends up in the hospital, and he's like like out of his body, and he meets Clifton Collins Jr., and Clifton is like, oh, we're, I'm outside of my body as well with you. And then when he wakes up, he's in Clifton Collins's body, mm-hmm. and Clifton Collins is a serial killer. I mean, like, I like that setup. I'm oh, I do too. Um, um, <laughs> yeah, I- I'm gonna say, I'll, I'll just come out and say it. I really liked this episode. Mm. You took a drink um, of water, didn't you? I did take a drink of water, <laughs> and I and I'm I'm not surprised that you liked it. I I liked it as well, but by the time we got to the end, I was like, I don't understand what the point of this was. Okay, that's fair. Like, I get yeah, I get that not everything has to have a grand thesis, but like I didn't like I was like, what am I supposed to f- come away with? You know, I I think that's fair um, because there are things that are thro- there are like ideas that are thrown up in the air that you think will pay off or will be will be explained like yes we never find out what why this happened um which and again I'm okay is, with that. yeah me too but there's yeah. little things like that both of them kind of start to um like physically take on their their new bodies so uh Clifton Collins Jr as 
Colin Ferguson as Clifton Collins Jr., who has never probably been in a fight in his life, is suddenly able to beat up a bunch of corrections officers. Whereas, yeah, and, I, yeah. and I love that shit. Yeah. And then when when the Colin serial Ferguson. killer in yeah. Colin Ferguson's body yes. tries to like punch a dude, he gets wrecked. Yep. And I I like that a lot. So at first I was so basically you have Colin Ferguson the the original nice family man not the family man killer the nice guy with a family is like a church guy and really nice and yeah. loves his family and, and he's and totally then... like they, they drive that in so simply yeah. like for all of these episodes that, that try so hard to cram exposition in because they have to establish a whole story in 45 minutes yeah. i thought this one did that the best so far I I did not hate the way it introduced us to our characters. So what I thought it was going to... I was really on board with this until the very end. Maybe you'll change my mind. I felt like... Okay. I felt like, huh. But because you have this this nice church guy in the body of a serial killer, and and he is not being treated well, as you would... You would think maybe people wouldn't treat a serial killer well, <laughs> but like the, the sheriffs and the cops are like beating him up, and he's getting he's getting treated like a criminal, and this man has never experienced that before. So I'm thinking, okay, so is this going to be a case of like you are the way people treat you? Mm, so now he's okay. going to become a terrible person because he, the system has treated him that way. And then the same about the serial killer and the and the family man. Right, who seems to be making an effort. Like, he he, he absolutely is like, oh, I got put into this really lucky position. You know what? I'm going to make a go of it. I'm going to go to work. I'm going to be a good dad. I'm going to take my kid to buy a baseball mitt. uh And then I thought, because, like, well, now he knows what it's like to have a family. So he... He, and he knows that people like him exist, so he's going to want to protect that family. Oh. And there were there were shades of that, for sure. And I was like, this is interesting. So is this going to be like a you are a product of your environment kind of thing? Yeah. And, like, this man is not – not to say that anybody, like – but, like, this man didn't, didn't, didn't always have to be a serial killer. Like, if his like circumstances yeah. had been different – Maybe he wouldn't have been, and like this church-going guy had good circumstances, but and it and it plays with that a little bit. But then you get your your ending, your spoiler yeah. So so Clifton Collins Jr., the nice guy stuck in jail, gets like breaks free, and he's like, "I'm gonna go to my house and see my family because this serial killer is in there pretending to be me and getting." more and more unhinged and he shows up and there's a fight that i think was edited heavily mm, very possible um, it looked it was very strange yeah because it was very uh, confusing of wait didn't he stab you or shouldn't you be dying wait you're hurt you don't look hurt like so yeah there were probably yeah. cuts and such that made that not work as well as it should have yeah it's, whatever it's fine so they're fighting and then like like cliff the the like they they basically they switch back bodies mm-hmm. and Colin Ferguson is is a nice man in his own body now and Clifton Collins Jr. is uh, a a serial killer in his dead body and but he they, he'd already killed their the family spoiler except for the little girl and the little girl's like my dad killed everybody mm-hmm. so I'm like what so now he get, he's getting punished no matter what so like what. Yeah, I mean, you're not wrong. I don't think there was much substance to the story. I think you're right. It opens up a bunch of really intriguing themes. Uh, But I don't, and I, to me, what I think the, whether it was Ronnie Yu or Daniel Nauf, um, 
looked at it and said, but we don't have time to get into that. So I, I just want to make an exciting, moving, story-heavy 45 minutes of TV and, and be done. So I feel like they focused more on just, okay, let's just make this be what it is. And it's going to leave you with a, oh, man, and then you're done. Not a, let me think about that. And I'm okay with that. I, I, th- I think you're right. I think there was a there was substance that could have been here that just isn't. But I feel like the way that final stinger of because it's it's done really well of he sees the family's dead. He didn't know that there's a little girl. And, you know, the sheriff says, who did this? And she just points to daddy. And like, I don't know. I thought that was it was so mean. And normally I don't love a mean ending. Um, but I think because it's only 42 minutes um, somehow, and this is weird, I feel like had this been an hour-long Masters of Horror episode, I would have been annoyed by the ending. But in a 42-minute mm-hmm. airing on NBC, like, it is that kind of overcompensating for the PG-13 aspect, where it's, okay, we have to make something horror, but we can't, you know, show everything we'd want to show to make that happen. So instead, we're going to do it by leaving you on this really sour note, which weirdly for me worked well yeah i mean i guess like like i I mentioned in one of the last episodes we were talking about uh, the the whole i like to now think of of twilight zone-ish endings if you could say nice try asshole at the end of the uh, the end Mm -hmm. of the episode sure and you you can with this i guess but like differently like from a twilight zone i know these aren't twilight zone episodes i get it but like twilight zone episodes have like a theme like a thing sure. they're telling you like don't trust this right or right. you can't judge of this or maybe this isn't what you want like I, I don't he didn't he wasn't like unhappy with his life so he didn't it wasn't a you get what you wish be careful what you wish for thing it, it, right. I, I don't know like i wanted there to be like something else other yeah than, and there is nothing there is nothing be, else and i'm fine with an unexplained unexplained body swap if there's like but that's all it was. Was about. So I, I even thought it. at the very end. I thought the little girl was going to have been body swapped with a killer. I wanted that. <laughs> yes. Now that's that's where I thought asshole. was going to be the ending because it was like, yeah. oh, he's dead. Where did he go? Are we all aligned? Nope. Oh wait. Um, because that also I think would have been a great ending if he looks at his daughter and she instead was like, you know, oh fans, like what, whatever her saying could have been, of because that also is horrific in a different way. Um, yes. But it wasn't, and I don't know. I, you know what it is to me. This isn't Twilight Zone. This is the Hitcher. Yeah, yeah, right. yeah. It's not designed to make you think. It's designed to make you either scared or jump or scream or, in this case, I think be like, "Oh, son of a bitch." But like, I don't. I don't think it was scare it wasn't scary enough or suspenseful enough or yeah. cool enough or mean enough i don't know it just left me wanting that being said it is it is not bad mm-hmm. it's just not yeah. necessarily for me but i thought the performances were all pretty good yeah. and it, it was very it zipped by like it was a I very thought the, and the watch. casting was really good like yeah. that um his family his wife and his daughter look like they are a, they are mother and daughter like they both have dark hair and these blue blue eyes and i think they move it they use that really well um uh Colin Ferguson as this family man is so perfect cuz i look at him and i see the guy that's been in Hallmark Christmas movies and i believe i've told you i always have this theory that every 
love interest in a Hallmark Christmas movie um, could, with just, if you took away the Christmas decorations, could be the killer, the obsessive killer in a Lifetime movie. <laughs> because it's always, I like, yeah. think of every Lifetime movie where it's like the preppy killer. It's always the handsome guy who seems so perfect, but oh my God, he's obsessed with me and he killed my best friend. And that's what I want every Hallmark Christmas movie to secretly turn into. So Colin Ferguson get, basically gets to do that in this movie, right? He is the perfect church-going, ice cream, waffle-making husband who then, when he is the bad guy in his body, the scene where, you know, he's telling the kid, I'm going to get you a new baseball club because you suck at baseball. Like, it's so... I, I thought that was really well done. And the dinner conversation where, like, his family is seeing a different man, but they don't know they're seeing a different man. Yeah. I liked that. Like, that was creepy to me. And it was creepy without it having to be a hard R Showtime Masters of Horror. Like, it, the situation was disturbing, and enough was given to me of who this man was that I was disturbed for the family. Mm-hmm. And I, I, I totally, I like, I am not going to shit on this episode. I just, for me, it was like, it left me a little lukewarm at the end. I was like, meh. But, yeah. I mean, I, I thought there was some interesting stuff. It looked good. Yeah. I, I mean... I did, I did like, I not really like it, but at the end when he's running through the spoilers, running through the house and like his family's dead, except for the little girl, the, the wife being like on the bed like that, they like showed it so fast. I was like, ah, oh, yes. NBC before Hannibal. And, you know, had like flayed yeah. bodies. <laughs> right. Well, but Hannibal, I mean, one thing, one of the many things I love about Hannibal is that Hannibal was so careful and thoughtful about sexual violence because i think they they never wanted to glorify sexual violence at all um and so what's his name um oh my god i'm drawing a blank the hannibal showrunner brian fuller brian fuller thank you um was very like because i didn't think about it until i saw an interview with him talking about it and it was mostly when they got to the Manhunter aspect of season three of Red Dragon, where he's like, well, yeah, so we avoided it for so long. And we just, you know, were very cautious to not ever linger on it. Um, but now we kind of have to put it in there without putting it in there. But I just always appreciated that of Hannibal. But yes, that's a very good point. Because it is, um, I mean, you get a flash of something that tells you this woman was raped and murdered. And that's not still not something that's that common to see on NBC at Thursday mm-hmm. at 9 p.m. This is why, I don't know if you have this, I have it with my husband, I think it's very important that every couple does, um, do you not have a secret code to confirm if you've been body swapped? I don't think or so. Or I think I would know, though. Yeah, or pod person, it's very important. We have was... a very, like, I won't say it on, on the show, obviously, but we have <laughs> a code for um, how, like, hey, if I'm acting weird, ask me this question, because you'll know based on how I answer it. Um, whether I've been pod personed, body swapped, whatever it might be. What? There was a remake of of a pod person thing the that was like a TV movie. I don't remember, but I distinctly remember like this super old married couple always fell asleep the same way, and like 
when one of the old people got to bed, they like turned over on their side mm. with their back to the person, and the other person was like, "My mm, person, yes, pod person." <laughs> and I was like, "Yeah, I mean, honestly, yes, that's weird. Yeah. I would think that that was weird. Totally, too. totally. No, it is very important because it's kind of weird that the wife never really figures it out. That I wanted that too. Like yeah. some more questioning. I get that the dude had been in like a pretty bad accident, and right. maybe like like was dead for a minute but sure but like i don't know are you like i i would say like why are you such an asshole like yes clearly obviously if they're if they're having sex like the sex is gonna be weird and different and like how is he gonna function in that job he's like a banking yeah yeah and they established from the beginning like no it's a pretty high level position like you're not gonna be able to fake it very well Right? I don't have a very high-level position, but, like, I don't think you could body swap into my job and do it well. Yeah. I think it's much like, harder I don't than anybody thinks. Yeah, yeah, I guess they were all just like, well, he wasn't that really bad accident, so. Yeah, yeah. Um, one thing I did hate about this episode, that fucking Bumblebee song, which I've been singing for three days straight. Yeah, I absolutely hated that song, and I didn't necessarily like that scene. I didn't hate it. So it's kind of like a dream sequence he has where he's sort of seeing his youngest daughter, who's the one that fingers him at the end, um, sees her um, singing, like, singing, I'm scooping up my baby, Bumblebee, which will be stuck in your head and good because it's been stuck in my head for the past three days. Uh, And as she's doing it, she's bleeding, all this stuff. I was okay with it. It was kind of like the only real, um, like, horror sequence in this, in a way. Yeah. So. Yeah. I don't know. I didn't like it. I felt bad for that little actress having to do that. <laughs> oh, she like, probably Ugh. had a good time. Come on. It was weird. And like, I don't know, like a little girl calling somebody that's not her father daddy in that way. It made me uncomfortable. But that, I, I, but I like think it, it. should have, though. Because, I mean, he was a child killing, possibly raping serial killer. Like, Yeah, like, I don't, and I didn't like it. <laughs> I'm fine. I, I, I love in my mind. Once you said that, you also um, broke out a fan and fanned yourself. I have haughtily. been doing a lot of pearl clutching lately. Yes. I don't know what's going on <laughs> with my sensibilities and during these times of quarantine. Well, one thing that's very 2008 about this is remember how in 2008 everything was about talking on your phone and getting into car accidents. Oh my gosh! Yeah. Yes, did you see he had a actual notepad in his car and he was like mm, let me make a note yeah you don't do sir, that sir no. sir no don't write while you're driving no no drive when you're driving that is all you should be doing maybe singing along with show tunes but that is it yeah he was like she was like can you pick me up some milk and he was like mm, let me write this down on my notepad dude it's milk it's not like she just rattled off a grocery list <laughs> Oh, yeah. that's it. Yeah, okay. I liked this one though. It was it was good. I still think that um what was the name of the I liked the Eric Roberts episode better. Okay. Spooked. But... I like this one better. Um Yeah, and it's it's weird because it's not really my thing. Uh I'm not always the biggest body swapper. And I think and the tone is not my tone. Mm-hmm. Um but it just worked for me. I, and I wonder how much, the more I'm talking through it, I wonder how much of it is the Colin Ferguson aspect and and his the specifics of his character, of his casting, of all of that, and how, how much that really does fuel into this other side of everything I watch. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I mean, 
yeah, I, I I will save all uh, my vitriolic ramblings for episode four. Um, but this one was fine. Maybe not my favorite, but definitely not bad. Yeah. So yeah, yeah definitely worth a watch. Yeah. So. All right. Oh, and by the way, so yes. <laughs> we haven't talked about this, but fuck you, Roku channel. And you know what? The DVD makers are fear itself. Because let me tell you something. I don't know why it is so fucking hard to put these episodes in order, but they are not in order anywhere. So as we said last week, um, or not last week, but we almost ended up skipping this episode because on the Roku channel, it looked like it just wasn't there because the sacrifice shows up twice. And I think the sacrifice shows up where this one should be. And I'm, I, so I ordered the DVD, but it hadn't come yet. And I'm like, let me just keep seeing if maybe it's in a different episode. It is. I think this is um, airing as either episode six or seven. And you don't get that until you watch the first five minutes and see the name card to see what episode you're watching. I was able mm-hmm. to figure it out because I had it on and had like a screenshot of Family Man. I'm like, oh, this actor, this episode, this is it. Yeah. So then I get the DVD. And the DVDs, by the way, um, you can get the DVD set for like 13 bucks off Amazon they, every episode has a, like, five-minute featurette that really doesn't give you much, but it's interesting enough. Um, the discs are not labeled. It's Oof. four discs, and it's, like, side A, side B. And they don't even, like, they don't tell you what's on anything, and they are not in order. So disc one is Spooked and Eater, the director's cut. So that's oh, episodes two boy. and five. Disc um, The disc 1B is The Sacrifice... And um, Community, so it's episode one and six, mm-hmm. and then 2A is Family Man and In Sickness and Health. What? Why is this so hard? I don't understand. I don't. I They weren't aired in a, in a way that made sense. I mean, maybe that has something to do with it. Their original, their original order is not the order they aired in. I don't, I'm not sure. It is. It is really strange. Yeah, it's very. Um, the Roku channel is is a blight, yeah. and it's extremely difficult. And uh, we have now there is now the chance that we are not watching them in an entirely legal way. Hey, you got to do what you got to do. We definitely didn't watch the net episode four in a legal way, and you know what? I fucking don't care. Good for Suck you. It. Yes, yes. <laughs> On that note, we will leave you, and when we next meet, we'll be talking about episode four. Yeah, and sickness and health is the name of it.